0: Yes. The following podcast contains lewd, lascivious, salacious, outrageous Explicit language Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question When you beat the shit out of a grandmother to get your hands on a marked down toaster oven What the hell were you thinking? I'm your host, Dave Bledsoe, and this is episode number 428, Black Friday, I've Been shoved edition of the show, where we talk about the origins of the capitalist shopping orgy that comes the day after Thanksgiving. Stay tuned. The What the Hell You think? podcast is brought to you by Seltzer King's merch shop, Black Friday Blowout Bash. This Friday through Monday is Seltzer King's blowout merch deals. You want hats? We've got Seltzer King branded bucket hats, beanies, baseball caps, because those green bill visors, counters you used to wear in old movies, all marked out for your holiday shopping needs. Tired of drinking out of paper cups? Seltzer King merch store Black Friday blowout has unbelievable deals on coffee logs, mason jars, shot glasses, sippy cups, and those metal thermoses everyone seems to have these days. All price to move! T-shirt mania! Daddy and Mike, Bradshaw boys, bad advice, what the hell, she, t-shirts, including that one that has Dave sitting on the toilet eating beans from a can. Oh, marked down for Black Friday! Hoodies, stickers, iron-on patches, window clings, tote bags, thong underwear for men and women. All price to move! Princess Seltzer King's Black Friday Blowout Bash! Just head on over to SeltzerKings.com shop where our prices are so low! you might be insane the day after thanksgiving anyone getting to hills beginning at 6 a.m can get incredible early bird specials better hurry to hills two-day sale early bird specials good 6 to 10 a.m only on friday look for hills insert and save big on early bird specials between 6 and 10 a.m plus A free ornament to the first 400 shoppers. All part of Hill's incredible two-day sale. Say big. Don't miss it. When people find out I used to be a cop, a couple of things happen in fairly short order. Most people in my current life will inform me that policing in America is an oppressive system founded on institutionalized and cultural racism. Look, I hate cops. And I will inform them that not only do I agree with them, but they don't know the half of it. Once that is over... The inevitable questions follow. Wow, did you ever shoot anybody? To which I must reply, no, but there were a few people I wish I had shot, and all of them were other cops. Eventually, the big question comes out. Are you scared? To which I reply, yes, sometimes, like one time some dudes took a shot at me, but it was all a big misunderstanding. You tried to fuck his wife. Tried to fuck his wife. Actually, you know, that explanation is less embarrassing than what really happened, so yeah, I tried to fuck the guy's wife. Then there was that riot in Korea, which sounds scary, but again, what really happened is way more prosaic. You see, back in the 80s and 90s, young South Koreans had what was called protest season. It was during the spring college break, and they'd gather in massive demonstrations against their government, and one of the places they liked to protest were U.S. military bases. They do it because they hate Americans, man not hate so much as they felt that the United States had been propping up a series of dictators in South Korea since the end of the Korean War in the name of fighting communism. And the reason they thought this is because the United States has been propping up a series of dictators in South Korea since the end of the Korean War in the name of fighting communism. Fair point, fair point. While they could and did fight their own police and military, the protests outside American bases were usually pretty benign. They'd chant, wave signs, throw some rocks, but they were always very careful not to hit any Americans with those rocks, lining up well outside of rock-throwing range. It was more like a sporting event than a riot. And then after a few hours, the Korean students would pack up, take themselves, use themselves in front of the gates of the base, and then go home. It was all very civilized, very contrived, but it wasn't scary. The only time I was genuinely in fear for my life, I wasn't even a cop. I was a store detective at a Walmart in Alexandria, Virginia, at 4 a.m. the day after Thanksgiving. The crowd outside that store made the Korean protest look like a high school pep rally. Which brings us to this week's topic, Black Friday. That one special day a year that Americans beat the shit out of each other for a television that cost $25 less than it did the day before. I do love America. If you are not from America or have arrived from a distant SAR system, first of all, thanks for listening. Second of all, sorry your first experience with our culture is this dumb show. Black Friday is the day after American Thanksgiving, which is always the second to last Friday in November. It marks the traditional beginning of the Christmas shopping season. On this day, Americans gather together. Lock the doors, play a ride, carry extra loud. And the mercantile stores of America offer shopping deals to lure hordes of people in to buy cheap shit to give one another for Christmas. The real meeting of Christmas. The history of Black Friday long predates Walmart doorbuster deals. And this week, as you get ready for Thanksgiving, we're going to tell you all about it. You run out of things to talk about. Yeah, seasonal shows are always a heavy lift, so, you know, we gotta do what we can. So let's get into it. The term Black Friday has always been counterintuitive in the shopping context. The term came not from deeply discounted imported crap offered to appease the capitalist avarice of America's shoppers, but from a much older and darker place. Truck stop bathroom. Almost that dark. One of the earliest uses in America was the Panic of 1869. Zombies? In a sense, two American business tycoons, Jay Gould and James Fisk, decided they would buy up as much of the gold for sale in the world as they could and corner the gold market. Long story short, through corruption, greed, and stupidity... That's capitalism, baby! They completely tanked the American economy for fucking years. And it might surprise you that these two architects of the scheme... Yeah, they escaped without any criminal charges and went on to live long and successful lives as really rich pricks. This is not the least bit surprising. The term became associated with the day after Thanksgiving in 1951 when, according to a trade journal, manufacturers referred to it thusly because so many workers would call out sick the day after Thanksgiving so they could enjoy a four-day weekend, embracing the warmth and love of their families, celebrating all the hard work they'd done the preceding years and all the things they had to be thankful for, and, you know, just generally embracing the criminal. Christmas season, so uh, naturally the manufacturers thought they were just a real filthy (laughs) bastard tummy towards their benevolent corporate overlords. I'm sorry, I meant their employers. Another use of the term centered around the large crowds attending sporting events in larger American cities. Quoting now from History.com, quote, Back in the 1950s, police in the cities of Philadelphia used the term to describe the chaos that ensued on the day after Thanksgiving when hordes of suburban shoppers and tourists flooded into the city in advance of the big Army-Navy football game held that Saturday every year. Not only were Philly cops not able to take the day off, but they had to work extra long shifts dealing with the traffic. Shoplifters also took advantage of the Bedlam in stores and made up with merchandise adding to law enforcement headaches by 1961 black friday had caught on in philadelphia to the extent that the city's merchants and boosters tried unsuccessfully to change it to big friday in order to remove the negative connotations the term didn't spread to the rest of the country until much later unquote. for decades retailers had used thanksgiving as the start point of the christmas shopping season From Wikipedia, quote, the day after Thanksgiving has been regarded as the beginning of the United States Christmas shopping season since 1952. The practice may be linked with the idea of Santa Claus parades. Parades celebrating Thanksgiving often include an appearance by Santa at the end of the parade with the idea that Santa has arrived or that Santa is just around the corner because Christmas is always the next major Christian holiday following Thanksgiving. In the late 19th and early 20th centuries, many Santa or Thanksgiving parades were sponsored by department stores. These included the continuing Toronto Santa Claus Parade in Canada since 1905, sponsored originally by Eaton's, and Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade in Manhattan since 1924, sponsored by Macy's department stores, who would use the parades to launch a big advertising push. Eventually, it became an unwritten rule that no store would try to doing Christmas advertising before the parade was over. Oh, the late 19th and early 20th centuries. How quaint. Because now you start hearing fucking Christmas advertising the day after goddamn Halloween. Therefore, the day after Thanksgiving became the day when the shopping season officially started. Unquote. <coughs> what? <laughs> you thought Macy's Foot the bill for that expensive-ass parade you watch every Thanksgiving morning trundling down Fifth Avenue with a bunch of fucking goddamn balloons out of the kindness of their motherfucking corporate hearts? Do any of you even live in America? Shit, the whole Thanksgiving we have today is basically a corporate-sponsored advertising holiday. But when the Pilgrims landed... Oh, to be sure, Thanksgiving has been celebrated on and off since the beginning of America, but it wasn't until Ulysses S. Grant... Abraham Lincoln said... No, no, that was still a one-off with Lincoln. It wasn't a national holiday, just sort of a traditional thing on the last Thursday in November. Presidents would just sort of declare it because it was a feel-good moment for everyone. But Grant codified the day again on the last Thursday in November in 1870. Probably trying to make up for that whole panic of 1869 bullshit that he was deeply involved in. But it was Franklin Delano Roosevelt, that old commie, who moved the date to the second to last Thursday in 1939 at the urging of national retailers to extend the Christmas shopping season as early as possible. You know what capitalism is? Get a fuck. Americans did not like this, and many referred to the date as Franksgiving. Hot dogs, huh? I like hot dogs. That hot dog reference was for pod friend Amy. The Black Friday we know and loathe today originated in the late 1980s, and like with most things centered around marketing and advertising, it began with... It's a big fat lie. <laughs> Indeed. Quoting now from Mother Jones, the first reference I found to the term Black Friday was in the World News Tonight segment by Dan Kortz of from November 26, 1982. Some merchants... Label the day after Thanksgiving Black Friday because business today can mean the difference between red ink and black ink on the ledgers, unquote. <laughs> yeah, one of the biggest and oldest legends about Black Friday is that retailers pinned on it to turn a profit for the entire goddamn year. Which is just fucking crazy. If a store doesn't make any money until November, they're closing that shit like a Target in Harlem claiming it was because those shoplifting was going on. This has never, ever, ever been true, but it still gets repeated even today. So yes, I am forced to debunk it once again. Now, something is bunk and then you debunk it. Going back to Mother Jones, quote, the news media then went into silence on the subject until a Washington Post story dated November 20th 1987 which provided the following advice quote do not shop next weekend unless you're into s&m and snls that was really racy for the washington post the snl crisis was in a big swing and s and refers of course to you know kinky sex fucking with leather chains and sweet sweet delicious pain the day after Thanksgiving is traditionally the busiest shopping day of the year. Store workers call it Black Friday. This suggests that the phrase was invented by retail workers peering apprehensively out their windows at the post-holiday mobs waiting to shop. However, a story in the post eight days later confirms that this is the day when the search of holiday buying and profit is supposed to put retailers into the black. But this same story also includes the following explanation. We call it Black Friday because it's the busiest shopping day of the year, said Andrea Tedesco, who was waiting on customers at Bailey Banks and Biddle Jewelry Store, unquote. Now, this retail employee horror is the more plausible of the two. It's the story that I was told when I began my brief and ill-fated foray into retail life as a store detective at a Walmart. We'll take a brief digression here to explain that adventure. you again. This was a job that I got through sheer goddamn nepotism. My dad was an assistant manager in a Walmart and he convinced the company, the company's regional loss prevention director that I would be great for the job and he convinced me that this would be a great job for me to do. Turns out both of these things were absolute fucking lies. What it was was the saddest goddamn year or so of my life. I would show up to work and walk in circles through a Walmart looking for people shoplifting. Then I would follow them until they tried to leave the store and stop them at the door and ask if they would come back in the store with me because I was not a cop and I could not legally arrest anyone. I mean, I was totally arrested without authority, but they rarely knew that. Then I would bring them in, take their photo, call the real cops, give them a letter, that informed them that they could never come back to any Walmart ever again. How does that even work? It didn't. It was just something we did. And I did this job for a while until some dude beat the shit out of me over a $30 PlayStation controller in the garden department of the Walmart while a co-worker watched and screamed for security even though I was security. I quit not long after that. But relevant to our story this week on Black Friday, I and my partner were part of the team that attempted to control the flow of shoppers into the store on when it opened at o dark thirty on Black Friday. Now I was and am a six foot one, well over two hundred pound, way over two hundred pound these days guy, and my partner was a short fireplug of a man, built like an NFL linebacker if NFL linebackers were only five foot five. Now the two of us, along with a couple of hapless assistant managers, stood at the doorway, being pressed by a crowd of several hundred people, all of whom were purposefully willing and able to push, shove, slam, stomp, kick, and trample over anything or anyone who stood between them and the marginally discounted shit Walmart had been advertising for weeks. We were not armed. We could not so much as touch anyone. All we could do was repeat over and over again, Remain calm! To the increasingly agitated crowd. And then spot on at four AM, the store manager would unlock the door and we would get the fuck out of the way for the shelter of the customer service desk as a greedy wall of Americanity rushed towards the electronics department at the center of the store, where they would tear down the piled up products and feverishly shove hunks of cheap Chinese imports into the carts, like we all thought people would do for a life-saving vaccine in the teeth of a raging pandemic. Maybe if we had told people that this whole vaccine thing was marked down for Black Friday, more people would have gone for it. And it was the later rivals that were usually the ones that caused the actual problem. I saw one lady in a sh- <laughs> just a sheer rage tear down a display of perfectly innocuous Christmas ornaments and toss them into the aisles when she arrived at 8.30 a.m. to find all the cheap shit was already gone. Fuck you, lady. You gotta get up early in the morning if you want $40 off a flat-screen TV that Walmart bought from Vietnam for eight goddamn dollars. And that... Is why we, the retail people, called it Black Friday, and this was before people started dying. Christmas shopping violence essentially began with the Cabin Patch Doll frenzy of 1983. For the full story of that dark time, see episode 389. That's, uh, that's a plug. The violence did not deter retailers from continuing to understock and over Christmas deals. By the 1990s, Black Friday sales were steadily escalating as retailers vied for more and more of the holiday pie. And by the early 2000s, it was becoming clear that uh, this business will get out of control. It'll get out of control and we'll be lucky to live through. And in 2008, it finally killed someone. From an article in The Guardian in 2008, quote, an employee at a Walmart was killed yesterday when an Out of control, shoppers broke down the doors at a sale at the discount giant store in Long Island, New York. Other workers were trampled as they tried to rescue the man, and at least four other people, including a woman who was eight months pregnant, were taken to hospitals for observation or minor injuries following the incident. Customers shouted angrily and kept shopping when the store officials said they were closing because of the death, police and witnesses said. Nassau County Police said that 2,000 people were gathered outside the stores at the mall about 20 miles east of Manhattan. The impatient crowd knocked the man down and shoppers stepped over and on him as he lay on the ground and streamed into the store, unquote. What incredible bargain was worth literally a man's life? Well, The Guardian says, quote, items on sale at the time included a Samsung 50 inch plasma high def TV for $798, a Samsung 2.0 megapixel digital camera for $69, and DVDs such as The Incredible Hulk for $9. bless America. And the company's reaction, quote, Walmart based in Bentonville, Arkansas, called the incident a tragic situation and said the employee came from a temporary agency and was doing maintenance work at the store dude wasn't even a walmart associate just some poor temp that they stuck on the goddamn front lines of a motherfucking war zone the company said that it tried to prepare the crowd by adding staffers and outside security workers putting up barricades and consulting police despite all of our precautions this unfortunate incident occurred The firm's senior vice president, Hank Mulaney, said in a statement, our thoughts uh, and prayers go out to the families of those impacted, unquote. For most of the early aughts, each Black Friday bought new stories of stampedes, injuries, fistfights, near riots from all corners of our little capitalist utopia. A website grimly, if correctly called BlackFridayDeathCount.com, tracks injuries and deaths. On Black Friday since 2006, and it reports 17 deaths and 125 injuries in stores on Black Friday. Now, admittedly, most of those deaths are not from the, from a bum rush of the store. Most of them are just from regular-ass American gun violence, where someone shoots someone because they have a gun, and they were feeling super American-ish right then. USA! USA! Wow. USA! USA! And all those deals... That actually got people hurt and killed? It's total bullshit. Yeah. From a 2009 CNN Money article, here's a Black Friday reality check. Quote, Of the hordes of pre-dawn shoppers who line up for hours outside the stores on the day after Thanksgiving, most will not bag the best bargains that appear in the merchant circulars. Look at the fine print that appears next to an advertised doorbuster deal at the bottom of the page in this year's circular. It will say while supplies last, or minimum two per store, no rain checks. All items available in limited quantities. A quick scan through a few of this year's Black Friday Circulars show quantities as low as a minimum of five per store on some models of large plasma and HDTVs and popular brands of home appliances such as a washer and dryer Prayer unquote. And if you do get that awesome deal, you're getting a shit product retailers do something that's called loss leaders where they cut things way way down to the point where they lose money on the product to get you in the store but here's a fucking hit and a half for your american ass ain't no one selling a fucking goddamn thousand dollar fucking tv for two hundred fucking dollars more from cnn money quote some of the holiday electronics with those low sale prices are derivatives models that have a few less features than a Standard model in that product line, the difference can be subtle. The image contrast ratio might be twenty thousand in a derivative model versus thirty thousand in standard models. Most consumers probably won't even notice a difference. Yeah, that's because y'all will just buy shit, and it doesn't matter. You you fucking, it's got a name on it, so you just buy. It. Sorry, back to the article. A report earlier this month in Consumer Reports called attention to HD TV models from Samsung and Sony advertised in Black Friday deals that appeared to be derivatives. The report said these one-off TVs with unfamiliar model numbers are usually cheaper than the standard model in their class. Retailers don't usually advertise these models as derivatives. There's no way the average customer will know that the TV model they are buying is not the standard one unless they are savvy enough to compare the model numbers, he said, unquote. This was 2008 and 2009, We didn't have fucking iPhones in our goddamn pockets that we could just pull up and fucking check on the fly. You forget how much shit has changed. This shit would not fly today, but we'll get to that in a moment. There was this other trick that I personally witnessed during my sojourn in retail hell. That was the markup markdown. Legally, a retailer cannot advertise a markdown price on a product when that product was never available at that price. To begin with, that's false advertising. What they can do is a week or so before Black Friday, put a single product out on the sales floor with a wildly inflated price that was much higher than it usually is. And then on Black Friday can sell the product at its actual regular price and claim that it's marked down for Black Friday. I watched it happen in Walmart where I worked and confirmed it with my dad who managed a Walmart for years. You are not getting the deal you think you are getting. You will get a much better deal at the end of December when retailers desperately need to move product before the end of the year so that it will reflect on the sales numbers for the final quarter of the year. Buy your shit on Boxing Day. For more details on that, see episode 390. Stupid Now, over the past few years, Black Friday has calmed down a lot. The advent of online shopping put a huge dent in the feeding frenzy of Black Fridays as people realized they could sit at home in a turkey haze and order their shit on the internet. Amazon is a vast, evil corporation, but at least... And my existence, while grotesque and incomprehensible to you, saves lives. By keeping people home on Black Friday, thus not shoving or shooting each other at a Best Buy over a sham-snug flat screen made in Myanmar by slave labor. Also, the internet has put a real kibosh on shady shit like markup markdowns because people could discover what an actual item cost before they ever hit the goddamn store. And COVID really took the piss out of Black Friday. While Delta and Omicron stalked the population, a fair number of people examined their options. I could just order it off the web or I could head down to Walmart with the worst fucking people in town, all maskless and hockey and loogies in the face of anyone who dares to wear a mask and offend them in their freedoms. And they decided, yeah, I'm just going to skip it. Zippia.com, It's a source tells me that in-store shopping fell 52% during the height of the COVID pandemic, and while it has bounced back some since then, it is still well below the 2019 levels. Black Friday sales overall have rebounded and grew from the 2019 levels since the pandemic, but mostly through online shopping. And I freely admit that this hurts the people who work in physical stores, but at least no one is asking them to come at 2 a.m. on a Friday morning so they can hurt a thousand pissed-off shoppers willing to kittle and maim for the three products in the advertising circular and a shit-ton of low-grade cell phones crashing in Jigibuji sweatshops by six-year-old girls whose small hands make it easy to assemble Russian fucking circuit boards. You take the good, you take the bad. You, you take them both, and there you have the history of Black Friday. Now go to SeltzerKings.com and please... That is it for the show this week. Okay, technically, Seltzer King's merch shop is not actually running a Black Friday blowout. However, talk to Jeremy and he is going to mark down the show's merch, so head on over to seltzerkings.com slash shop to get a t-shirt with my half-naked ass sitting on a toilet eating baked beans from a can. Buy them for your friends, or more likely, buy them for someone you absolutely loathed so they will know how you really feel about them. Speaking of loathing, rate and review this show wherever you get your pod so others can find us. Take a listen and feel that same sense of self-loathing you felt when you first started listening. Do all the things Jeremy tells you to do in the closing credits. Otherwise, you will have no choice to have Gavin come in and uh, work on Thanksgiving producing a best-of show for Danny and Mike. I mean, Jeremy doesn't want to do that, but he'll just have to. And so for me, Dave... I don't care if my credit card's due. I'm going shopping for a TV, maybe two. Bledsoe, producer. I don't care if your bones break apart. Drop that iPad. No, I won't say that word. Or or stuff will start. Gavin and all the fictional Walmart shoppers on the show, we want to say Thanksgiving Day. The sales will start, but it's Black Friday. I've been shoved. And we'll see you all next week. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. What the Hell Were You Thinking stars Dave Bledsoe and features Gavin St. James and several fictional minions. The show is produced by Kimberly Steele and a part of the Seltzer Kings Podcast Network. You can find more information on the show on their website, whatthehellpodcast.com, Podcast.com, or on Twitter at the hell underscore podcast, or on Facebook as What the Hell Podcast. Thanks for listening. I have no ending for this, so I take a small bow.